Hello. Hi. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yeah, you're doing that. Uh, that's Kellen Doherty. That's Leah Nielsen. And um, congratulations on finding us. We're so happy <laughs> you're here. <laughs> Thank you for opening your ears to our voices. <laughs> Get ready because I actually, uh, one of my coworkers today told me that I have a very soothing presence. So, <laughs> thank you. I was like, that's interesting, because I always think Soothe. I sound like a cartoon character. But <laughs> Soothing. I would like to hear you read an audiobook sometime. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, Chapter Sorcerer's One. <laughs> Doesn't it start with the lane? It definitely, st- I know the first line of Harry Potter is like, not dreary lane, that's the muffin that's man. That's the muffin man. <laughs> What's the one? Harry Potter lived on dreary lane. <laughs> dreary lane. Harry Potter is the muffin man. Uh, oh, I... Dursley. 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 No, that's, that's the last name of the family. People, <laughs> damn! People are it's screaming. It's drive. Privet. Privet. Privet drive. Privet drive. But, yeah. Listen, I haven't read the book for about 20 years, so yeah. it's also for a little. <laughs> I reread I reread the seventh one uh like six years ago. Okay. <laughs> Which is fairly recent to reread a Harry Potter book, I feel. Yeah. I that's much more recent than I have. Did it yeah. hold up? Yeah, still amazing. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah, I bet. I kind of want to just, I mean, I have all of them at my parents' house, and part of me is like, I should just, like, bang Go all these out. It. You can read, like, one a day. You just gotta take, like, a month and, like, just hit them. Yeah. I mean, the fifth one's a little tough. I don't think I'll ever reread that one. The fifth one? No. <laughs> no. Is that your favorite? <laughs> no, I have a weird thing where I thought the fifth movie was, like, the best, but I didn't huh. like the fifth book. But then the sixth book I liked a lot, but I didn't like the sixth movie. So I don't know what that's about, but mm. there we are. <laughs> I was, sixth was Half-Blood Prince, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one, I loved the book, because it was all just, like, teen drama romance. <laughs> yeah, was, like, there was a lot what of what I lived for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started, I think, by, well, whenever I was whatever age but I started getting a very serious crush on both of the twins the Weasley twins mm, they were that's the a good choice ones. and I love a funny man so yeah. I was like very invested so when spoiler alert one of them I don't remember which one dies oh I did not like that in a seven- <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was sad I felt like she was just taking out characters willy-nilly just for like dramatic yeah. effect. She's like, oh, you had emotional you attachment to this you owl? Died. I'm gonna murder him. Like, And we orphaned uh, Remus and Tonks' child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, just rude. Um, I also yeah. saw some meme that was like, hey, J.K. Rowling, you didn't have to put slavery in the book. They have <laughs> no, magic. Like, not. they could just magically do their chores, but you made house elves slaves. Be, like, literal <laughs> slaves. Yeah, and then what the I didn't point. like was that in the movies, they did not address that. They didn't bring up the whole thing that, like, Hermione made that, like, anti-slavery elf group, and that mm. they, I can't remember, it was, like, called something. It was an acronym. Yeah. And then that's why her and Ron first kissed, because they were, like, 
in the middle of the battle and then Ron was like but what about the elves and she realized that he cared for elves too and that rather than just like some weird slutty passionate moment with the basilisk (laughs) like in the movies I didn't like it yeah they didn't do that because justice as the like hottest part of that seven book Series. Oh my god, yeah, seriously. I mean, Teenage Kellen did reread that a lot. <laughs> uh, teenage Leah, like, ear, dog-eared, all the parts where there was, like, any sort of kissing or, like, anything. Like, in book five? Isn't that when Cho and Harry kiss for the first time? I think it's four, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't no, think it's four. You're right, you're right, it's five, because of Dumbledore's army, yeah. 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 So... Sexy, sexy times. Um, this topic isn't gonna be very sexy. I hate to break it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone comes for the sexy stories, but and we did do an orgasm one. That's pretty sexy. That was probably our sexiest episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Our> sexiest episode. <laughs> well, today, uh, you know, this story's got everything. We got corruption. We got bribery. We got deaths. Uh, (laughs) Uh, but uh, this is also about something that hasn't happened yet so the future it's always scary oh now (laughs) you know I'm not a big sports person I would rather do almost anything else than spend my entire Sunday afternoon like in someone's crowded basement watching a football game but that's just me Uh, shout out to all of our sports uh fanatics who are listening what's that like i don't know uh so you might be thinking well that would be really weird for me to do an episode about a sport but here i am Mm. that's not even true because the episode is really not going to talk about an actual sport it's more about everything surrounding it interesting okay yeah, so I'm going to be explaining to you the upcoming 2022 FIFA World Cup. Okay. <laughs> this is out of, out of left field, no pun intended. <laughs> now, we're just two red-blooded American patriots, so we love <laughs> Uncle Sam, guns, the Constitution, and in America, you say soccer and not football. Um, because just like doing away with the metric system, we'd rather do things differently, even when it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) But (laughs) the World Cup is for the world, and most of the world says football instead of soccer. So in this episode, I'm going to be calling it football. It's not to be pretentious. It's just because all of the research says football. So that's why I'm going. It just makes more sense. Our football doesn't use their feet. Well, the the kicker does, just like once. That's not, that's barely any of it. Yeah. (laughs) And then soccer. What what is soccer? What is that? That's not a word. Soccer. Uh, it's literally just someone who wanted to beat a woman up. Soccer <laughs> in the face. Soccer. We wish we could hit women more, but we're not supposed to. So let's, let's name a sport. sport. After. <laughs> now to start off with some background. What is sports? Uh, <laughs> Go in real background. <laughs> <laughs> what is the FIFA World Cup exactly? Well, 
The FIFA World Cup, quote, awfully simply called the World Cup, is an international association football competition contested by the senior men's national teams of the members of the Federation Internationale de Football Association, FIFA. Ah. The sport's global governing body. The championship has been awarded even every four years since the inaugural tournament in 1930, except in 1942 and 1946, but it was not held because of the Second World War. Add it again with World War II. Getting in everybody's way. Just the Olympics. <laughs> Messing stuff. everything oh, up. God. So in Lehman's terms, it's like the Olympics of football, and it's held every four years, and it's huge, because while in America, the sport, I mean, it's popular, it's definitely not, it's the least popular behind football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, um, mm. everywhere else, like, it's huge. So as of today, there have been 21 tournaments in the past, with only eight national teams winning. Brazil has won five times. Um, Whoa. So, okay, braggadocious alert, Brazil, calm down. <laughs> uh, then you got Germany, Italy, Argentina, France, England, Spain, and Uruguay. Now, huh. the cumulative viewership of all matches of the 2006 World Cup, because that's the last time they had these numbers, I guess, uh, was estimated to be 26.29 billion with an estimated seven, wait, 715.1 million watching the final match. A ninth of the entire population of the planet. Damn. That's so, wild. People is like anything that popular? I don't think anything else is popular. No, like that's just, so, that's so intense. It's like the, it's the language everybody knows. It's mm -hmm. football. Like there's no other sport or any kind of event that everyone is tuning into across right. all languages and cultures and everywhere. So, yeah, it's insane how popular and crazy people get for the World Cup. Uh, 17 countries have hosted the World Cup in the past. And just like the Olympics, it's a lot of the same countries that you see again and again. But I also feel like it's a little more diverse than the Olympics. Because I swear, every other Olympic season, China is hosting. Like, come on, China. Like, relax. Yeah, they just we keep trying it. to do it. They're just like, but we have all the might. Look at us. And it's like, we get it. But, like, give somebody else a chance. I don't know. I just feel like there could be some more diversity in who hosts. But it's also a huge logistics thing of, like, you have to have the space and the money and the this and the that. Yeah. Uh, maybe football isn't big there. Maybe they're not too – they're just too busy hosting the Olympics. I don't know. But China has not hosted the World Cup, but we do have Brazil, France, Germany, Spain, the U.S., South Korea, Japan, South Africa, Russia, Chile, Sweden, and the list continues. Wow. But these countries all kind of, again, make sense to host. Uh, one, football is primarily very popular in all these countries, mostly just excluding the U.S., but we love attention, so of course we would host. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how does FIFA choose a host? Well, it's an exhaustive process, to say the least. Uh, first, any country that wants to host has to fill out an application. So, you know how you have to fill out a FAFSA for financial aid, you have to uh, fill out an application first. <laughs> so then some FIFA, FIFA. people, <laughs> the FIFA. <Took> <laughs> the FIFA. <laughs> uh, these FIFA people visit the country to make sure they'd have, you know, the space, the infrastructure, the resources, and whatever else you need to host. And they're supposed to, that's 
uh, supposed to be it. Any country makes their bid of why and how they would do well to host and what importance this would bring. But this is FIFA, so a lot of this is riddled with corruption. And I'll go into that a little bit more later. Um, and we don't have time to get into all the details of how corrupt FIFA is, uh, because it's like FIFA and corruption like they go hand in hand. It's like, <laughs> it's so corrupt. And I, if you look at the FIFA controversies Wikipedia page, you could keep scrolling for days. <laughs> like, at first I was like, maybe I'll just talk about the FIFA controversies. I was like, this is like, like way harder. too much. It's so much. There were like deaths and crazy stuff. So Whoa. either time, it's either way, it's time to focus on this upcoming World Cup. So back in 2007, FIFA began its bidding process for both the 2018 and the 2022 World Cup countries. So very far in advance. Wow, yeah, they're um, prepared. Yeah, the process was finally concluded in 2010. So it took three years for the bidding to end uh, when it was announced that the host country for 2018 would be Russia. That already happened because 2018 was in the past. I don't know a lot of details about what happened because that's its whole other thing with the controversies it had. But I mean, it's Putin, it's Russia. Uh, there was a lot of like issues. Uh, in brief, there was violence, racism, homophobia, doping investigations, poisonings. Because of course, poisonings. Why not? It's Russia. It's food. Well, they love poisoning, don't they? <laughs> so anyway, back to 2022. It was announced back in 2010 that Qatar would be hosting the 2022 World Cup. This was surprising Qatar. to many people. People because this was Qatar. First... So I'm gonna get to that. Part. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Qatar will be the first Middle Eastern country to ever host the World Cup in which is quite historic. Um, nice. So just a little background. So I researched this heavily of how to pronounce this name because okay. it's spelled, yeah, Q-A-T-A-R. So my American brain wants to say Qatar, but then I watched Veep uh, many years ago and there's like a whole part where she's like dating this rich diplomat and they call it Cutter. And the whole time, I'm like, what is this country? I'm like, oh, that's how you pronounce it? Cutter. Like, well, Beep wouldn't say it wrong. Like, they know what they're doing. That's, like, the smartest show. So, like, they can't be saying it wrong. And then I was like, but that isn't, like, is that right? I don't want to say it wrong. So then I found this video of all these British people saying it. And they say, Qatar. <laughs> and I was like, Qatar? Well, that's the British. So who knows what they're saying? They say aluminum, too. So. Yeah. Then I finally found this video of a guy talking about it from geography now and he basically says it's cutter like cutter, cutter. Um, that is cutter. the pronunciation but cutter. most people don't can't don't think to pronounce it that way so qatar is also fine so it's either cutter uh, or qatar cutter. so if i go between the two whatever it's okay <laughs> it's both the same country so where is this place? So now Qatar is located on the Arabian Peninsula as a smaller mini peninsula that juts into the Persian Gulf and its only bordering country is Saudi Arabia. The country itself is only 117 miles long and 53 miles wide. So we're real tiny. Yeah. Uh, it's also very close to the tiny country of Bahrain, which mm -hmm. I believe you mentioned in your subway episode. So yeah, they opened their first, like, 
internet or like out of North America location in Bahrain. <laughs> very weird. Very weird. So <laughs> along with being the first Middle East Middle Eastern country to host the World Cup, uh, Qatar will also be the smallest. And also, I would highly <laughs> recommend anyone listening to just Google like tourist attractions or just like architecture there because it's breathtaking. I mean, it's like an architect's dreams. You got these like beautiful museums and mosques. Um, there's mm. like a ton of like really cool sculptures. There's like a giant clam. There's an embryo. There's like a ah. giant teddy bear in the airport. It's just like very cool looking. Um, and it's on the water, so it's beautiful. It's like now, a beach, beach country. <laughs> yeah, and it's very, I mean, it's desert, sand, um, but then beach, and it, the water looks nice, but I don't know. Now, Qatar is the country with the third largest natural gas reserve in the world, about 13% of the world's total. Whoa. So this tiny little country just has a shit ton of oil and they export a ton of it and that's where at least 85% of their GDP is coming from. Also, this isn't related to anything, but you should also know that it has the densest country of men. <laughs> so, There's just a ton of men? Yeah, meaning that there are 3.4 men per woman. So, ladies, that seems really weird. Like, it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, so there's just a lot of fellas. So, ladies, if you're looking to meet a fella, mathematically a, speaking, you'd have a lot of options there. For a nice cutter <laughs> uh, businessman. <laughs> yeah. You'll find him there. He <laughs> can take you to the art museum. It looks beautiful. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So that's all just some very, very basic background info, because obviously it's a very diverse, interesting country, and I don't live there, nor have I been, but uh, why is Qatar uh, going to host the World Cup? Well, there's a couple concerns as to why they're hosting, or the logistics of it. And I remember learning that Qatar was going to host all the way back in like 2014, because uh, I was in grad school, and one of my friends uh i like i don't know why he started talking about it but he basically was like detailing about like why it was such a big deal and i was like i don't get it like it's who can like what and he was canadian so it's like you know a bigger deal i was like i'm american <laughs> who watches this um <laughs> but i was like what like france and brazil always host like it's cool that somebody different is hosting and yeah. he's like you don't understand the climate so that was the first concern okay. So, Wait, are we talking political or weather? <laughs> we're talking right now weather. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, Qatar is a desert country, and it gets hot, like hot, hot. I'm yeah. talking 120 degrees Fahrenheit hot. Yeah. So, obviously, if it's going to be that insanely hot, I mean, going outside, you could just die. <laughs> so, <thing is, laughs> It's like everyone will just desiccate. <laughs> yeah, and it's like trying to host the Super Bowl in Death Valley in August. Everyone will just pass out immediately. Yeah. So the actual players, but also the spectators, are in danger. And with such a hot climate, you already have people that probably aren't hydrating much. They're drinking alcohol. We'll talk about that a little later. But there's, mm. you know, crowds. It'd be a fiasco. 
So since that was a huge concern during the bid, um, they were like, well, we'll fix it. We'll take care of it. It'll, it'll be addressed. So typically the World Cup is hosted between June and July. So that was when it was supposed to be this coming June and July, 2022. It has been moved to November, December time, 2022. Hmm. And they did this. Yeah, because they wanted to avoid the summer heat from May to September is when it's the hottest. Um, but the Winter Olympics were in February, so they couldn't do it then. And then the Paralympics were in March and Ramadan in April. So it's going to mm. have to be November, December time. Uh, a lot of people didn't like this option because it is then going to interfere with regular domestic league schedules. So that's throwing a huge... Oh, right. Out. They, like, do their other like leagues yeah, at home yeah. that they get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their regular job that they're always training for. And then yeah. like, and all the, like the scheduling and the games and the arenas and like everything it's, it's, it's getting in the way of everything. It's um, right. Um, yeah. And it'd be like, if you were like, Hey, the world series uh, is going to be pushed back like five months. So then all the other games are also going to be pushed back. And so everyone who bought tickets that is going to have to be pushed. And then the, you know, the hotels and the food venues and this and that. So people were upset about that. Now, the other thing is all the Western countries complaining it's going to interfere with Christmas holiday time. And again, a lot of these countries, like the UK, have very specific games and tournaments around the holiday season. Uh, so they're, they're pissed about that, too. Which, again, just like logistically, it's a scheduling nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But the new- good news is it will be colder in November. Not that cold, though it'll still be like 80 degrees. But that's a lot better, at least, than 120. Yeah. And Qatar, during their bid, was like, don't worry, our stadium will be air-conditioned, everyone will be cool, no issues here. So I watched a video of this British journalist getting a tour of the stadium they built, and it's what you'd expect. It's really freaking impressive, it's huge, I mean, it's so expensive looking, uh, and it was a good temperature, and they had these, like, huge-ass air jets just, like, blasting cold air onto the field. Oh, Yeah. And in the video I watched, it's very silly because it's this very happy British woman just getting completely like blasted in the face <laughs> of cold air. Like not like a heavy duty fan, like blasted. <laughs> like she can't stand up straight. And she's just like, wow, this she's is like, amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> so that's, that's one thing. Um, now with COVID and hey, a war going on, uh, the world is very unpredictable. So who knows how many people will actually be there. Uh, we may all perish before then, who knows? And this episode will all seem very silly. But right now it's projected that about uh, 1.5 million people will be traveling to the World Cup. Wow, all right. So just imagining the air conditioning not working in the stadium full of people also who even like knows exactly how much money would go into just cooling that entire arena for like a day. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's incomprehensible to me at least. It's an energy nightmare really. <laughs> yeah. Some guy at Excel Energy is going to get that bill and be like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send me back. Well, of course, there's some other concerns to look into as well, especially in regards to human rights. To start off with, in the country of Qatar, uh, homosexuality is illegal. 
So understandably, a lot of people were like, well, uh, that's a concern. What if, uh, yeah, I want to go to FIFA, but I'm gay. So like, what if players are gay? What if, uh, friends or family are gay? What if just fans are gay? Uh, you kiss your same sex partner at the game? Are you going to be arrested? Like, what does this mean for the world cup? Uh, Cutter hasn't said a lot about this concern. They were like, Hey, (laughs) We're going to have the rainbow flag allowed there. So everything's fine. We fixed it. Rainbow flag is <laughs> everything, right? Why a rainbow flag? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we did in this country and we fixed it, right? Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, we just cut off, you know, all the bad states with some scissors and then boom, we're fixed. <laughs> uh, and then also the spokesman for Cutter was being asked about the LGBT concerns. Uh, he was like, this World Cup is open for everybody. We're not going to stop anyone from any race, sexual orientation, etc., from coming. We're a welcoming country. And that's where he, they left it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, I mean, money... Like they can does- attend, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, money trumps everything. So I think that was really going to hurt their chances of making millions and millions of dollars. So, you know, they're going to say they're fine with it. And yeah, yeah, unless you're doing something maybe super obvious, like out in the open streets, like something could happen. But otherwise, maybe I'm naive, but they probably won't be able to do much that because, I mean, there's going to be how many police and how many people (laughs) going to be outnumbered. And you wouldn't want a bad PR thing. Now, the fact that they are a country where homosexuality is illegal is upsetting, of course, and especially yeah. imagine if you're someone who lives there and you're gay and you have to be in the closet <laughs> and then yeah, all these people come to your country, these rich tourists coming in, they get to be gay because it's Yeah, that tough. sucks. That's like shitty to the people that live there. Um and you're telling me everybody in that country is straight? I don't think so. No way. We <laughs> don't have gay people here. That's in those other countries. You know? <laughs> God. It's genetic. <laughs> it doesn't grow in the soil here. Now, <laughs> another thing that's illegal in Qatar is alcohol consumption. Now, oh. the country's legal system is based on Sharia law. So any kind of drinking in public is a no-go. Now, I don't know a lot about the World Cup or sporting events, but what I do know is they like to drink. It's Soccer a lot of fans. Drunk like men. To drink. Sweaty and yelling and singing. Yep. <laughs> and the World Cup gets rowdy. It, get, it got super rowdy in Russia in 2018, and it gets super rowdy pretty much every time. And yes, it's men and women of all races, but. I always like that joke of like, oh, you think women are emotional or black people are pro- are rioting when they're protesting, but when it's a bunch of like crazed white dudes in Boston, like smashing cars, it's just because the <laughs> Patriots lost. Like, really? They're not being over emotional. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just sports fans. Um, <laughs> but drinking- Remember? Okay, this is kind of out of the loop. Okay, so we went to a joint college in upstate New York that had a rival college that they would play a football game every year. And one year, that rival college won, went back to their city, and rioted because they won. (laughs) I vaguely remember that. Or hearing stories about it. 
that happened. That Which was is crazy. funny because they always won. We were terrible. I know. Sports. Like, how, what are you guys doing? Like, you're also, I think you're supposed to riot when you lose. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're like a D3 school. Like, we're not like Ohio State no. or like Notre Dame <laughs> or something. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, that's funny that you wouldn't even like riot, like, go trash our town. You don't live like. Yeah, they didn't even trash, like, the town. They went back to their home and trashed it. That'd be like if you were at my place and we were playing Trivial Pursuit and I won, and then I went back to you. Your house. Yeah, you get it. You get what I'm talking about. Trash my own house. You went to your house and trash your own house because you were so happy you won Trivial Pursuit. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. So, yeah, people get crazy. It went that many people and just drinking, and it's just, it's a huge part of the World Cup. And when asked about this, the same spokesman, uh, he was like, we are a modest, conservative country. It's not part of who we are. Um, First of all, that's fine. You don't, that's, I'm not, like, Muslim people don't drink. Cool. Great for you guys. Like, that's not the, an issue. The issue is that you're hosting something that, like, the core integral part is drinking. So, like, logistically, it's a little weird. It's like, if the Mormon church here wanted to host Mardi Gras, it just, like, doesn't doesn't really go together. So, like, yeah, that's fine that no one drinks there. I mean, it's a little weird that it's illegal. Again, if it's a cultural thing, fine. People don't drink much there. But why do you have to bring the law into it? Like, mm -hmm. Um, But there are people in Qatar who, like, drink but they can't because it's illegal but then oh all these people come in they can drink because that's Mm -hmm. how they're gonna make money so again I feel like it's just a slap in the face to the people that live there yeah but how well there are going to be designated zones where you can order drinks and drink them so basically there's gonna be the stadium where you can drink and then like designated spots outside where you can also drink but like that's as far as the plan goes, or at least that's, that's gonna create riots. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so what happens? Like you're gonna leave the game. You're still gonna be drunk. Like you have to wait until you're sober. That's not gonna work. Yeah. And then you're gonna have a bunch of drunken tourists just like pouring into the streets. And then what? Like, and they're gonna want to drink more. <laughs> yeah. And like again, there's not gonna be enough security or cops. They're gonna be outnumbered. Uh, And this spokesman was also asked about security and in case there's any kind of drunken brawls or issues or fighting. And his response, like his last uh, couple responses, was vague, to say the least. He said (laughs) that, you know, we got some security, people will be safe. Uh, He also said that he had been to the last few World Cups and found fans to be incredibly respectful. So it's the old, we're going to assume everything's going to be fine. Directly next to you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're also like a very rich, high up man. So I yeah, don't you're think in, you're like, like the seeing the brawls on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in this story is when things get very dark, because now we have to talk about the slavery allegations and the migrant deaths. So oh. buckle in for that. Okay. <laughs> Now, we already talked about how Qatar has a ton of money from oil, but they don't have many people. Uh, It's a tiny country. Again, it's very dense with men. Why? Because they're relying on a lot of migrant workers from overseas for their labor. 
So in fact, 90% of the working population in Qatar are migrants, oh. permanently from India, Nepal, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Egypt, and the Philippines. Ah. And that's not unusual for many of these countries, like the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait. They all rely heavily on the migrant workforce. Well, how are these workers being treated? You will not be shocked to find out that it ain't good. It's uh, not even close to good. It's, it's what we call very bad. So workers are housed in dormitories or labor camps. Now, I'm not sure what labor camp you think of when you hear the term labor camp. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't sound good. It's not, it's not just so like good. a trade school summer camp. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm going to go learn about welding at yeah. <laughs> Ticonderoga. <laughs> And I looked at the pictures, so just imagine, like, the nastiest hostel you can think of. It's, like, rickety bunk beds, like, eight guys shoved in a room, bare bones in terms of plumbing. And all these workers have no idea what they're getting into because recruiters are misleading them. So, real quick, now I got to talk about the kafala system. So the kafala system is a kind of recruitment where anyone who wants to work in Qatar needs a sponsor. A sponsor is any person or party that is based in Qatar. These sponsors then hire agents, which are people in the home countries, Pakistan, Bangladesh, etc. The agent will then find a worker, take money from them for a visa, and off you go uh, yeah. to work for your sponsor. So really the agent is just like the middleman recruiter. Now, all of that sounds fairly cut and dry, but you remember that the sponsors have so much power because people's visas and residency is tied to their job, so they're right. unable to change jobs, which is going to lead to a lot of exploitation, mostly people's passports being held hostage. So you can't mm. leave. Like, they take Very. it to work. You're going to get to work because you're not going anywhere. And that's... Uh, some would call, uh, unethical. Yeah, <laughs> some might say that. <laughs> now, in fairness, with the world watching, uh, Cutter did technically get rid of the kafala system, but it's more so that they made some reforms. So, for instance, there is now a minimum monthly wage. It's 750 reals a month, uh, riles, reals. Uh, that is 200 U.S. dollars a month. God, a month. That's awful. Food and board is now included, or they are given extra money to pay for their own. So before, it was not. Yeah. Ooh. So progress, everybody. It only took like 10 years for workers to get food and water, because these <laughs> people are also doing incredibly taxing, hard, physical labor, and again, a hundred degree weather. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. hasn't been much oversight. Uh, I don't think they have much of any OSHA going on. I don't think they have a safety czar to overlook anything. So it's mm. super dangerous work. Uh, myself, if I was doing physical labor in a hundred degree heat, and I didn't have water, I'd immediately get a migraine. I would die. Lapse and I die. Just die. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd probably make it two days, maybe. I'd panic if I don't have my water bottle with me when I, like, leave to go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Your emotional support water bottle? Yeah, and, like, I literally need it all the time. I feel like, like my mouth is dry and I can't breathe without it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, what if you're out and you're thirsty? 
You uh, where do I go? What Am I do supposed you do? to suck on this public <laughs> water fountain with COVID all around? Buy a bottle of water? That's... that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the minimum monthly salary... Uh, before that, uh, many workers were not getting paid for months, or sometimes not at all. So, do you know what it's called when you work and work and work and you don't get paid? Does it rhyme with cavery? <laughs> it does. <laughs> or in America, you can call it an unpaid internship. Oh, yeah, that's they're, true. Both, they're both correct, but yes. They do that. We do that. <laughs> so, there's, yeah, you're doing back-breaking work, like, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, you're not getting paid for three months? That's horrible. Um, now, earlier in 2021, it was estimated by The Guardian that about 6,500 migrant workers had died in Qatar since 2010 when they won the bid. Now, that data is coming from only a handful of countries and does not include places like Kenya and the Philippines, which are major contributors. They also huh. do not know what projects they were working on when they actually died or how they died. Ooh, not good. So a lot of this is, uh, they're not, I mean, the Qatari government is being very withholding with information, obviously. Yeah. And they're also saying, yeah, it's sad, people died, but it's within the expected normal range for the amount of people. They're like, over the span of 10 years, um, 11 years, you know, for the amount of people here, 6,500 6, deaths, that's, you know, that's normal. That normal, is it? <laughs> <laughs> they're also not saying it's 6,500. Guess how many they're saying it is? Like 70. <laughs> 37. Oh, God. <laughs> so 37 That's deaths a bit were, of a discrepancy. A bit yeah. of a discrepancy. These 37 deaths were recorded by officials. 34 of them were not work-related. So <laughs> the 34 not work-related numbers were mostly from heart attack, illness, COVID. We don't know. Um, although this is kind of pre-COVID. Um, but also... Out of those 34, 10 were from suicide. Hmm. That's a high percentage of suicides and a number of deaths. Yeah. Now, the good news, at least, is that a ton of places, um, a lot of journalists from all over have been reporting on this, and uh, some changes have been made. Uh, it should be noted that some people from the BBC were arrested and held for two days when they were trying to report on migrant deaths. Uh, they were ultimately released. Uh, so, shady. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't happy about that. It wasn't the fun lady from the BBC I was watching. I was like, you <laughs> that was getting blown with so air. <laughs> was she like Marilyn Monroe? Like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was getting blasted. You can <laughs> see she's getting blasted. <laughs> If you probably watch the video, you're like, this is not that interesting or funny looking. But to me, I don't know why. I thought it was really funny. I think it's because she's so, like, happy about it. And the guy behind her, like, the spokesman guy, he's just, like, watching her. Like, who is this white woman? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> now, the International Trade Union Confederation, the International Labor Organization, Amnesty International... Uh, all of these people put a ton of pressure on the government, which is where those changes for the minimum wage and the food and the water came from. So thanks a lot, Amnesty International. 
now they have water. That's good. Um, yeah. Wish they had more, but okay. Uh, now, one last thing to just touch base on is how corrupt just FIFA is. Um, I mean, FIFA is worth billions and billions of dollars. Of course, they're corrupt. I mean, FIFA even said Russia was banned from this World Cup because of past doping issues with the 2018 World Cup. And John Oliver said on Late Night with Seth Meyers, like, you know how bad Russia has to be for FIFA to not want to work with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because FIFA will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Even the bid for Cutter to host is real shady. So there's a man, his name is Mohammed bin Hammam. Uh, from 2002 to 2011, he was the president of the Asian Football Confederation. It was alleged that he paid, uh, or someone for him paid, a bunch of African officials for the bid. And then Jack Warner, who was a Trinidadian official, who was also the president of the North, Central, and Caribbean Football Confederation, was alleged to have paid $2 million uh, from some link in Qatar, Qatar, Qatar for the <laughs> bid. <laughs> Okay. So already you got a bunch of shady men paying money to people. Uh, in 2015, there was a big bust of FIFA, FIFA officials in both Zurich uh, and here in the U.S. And arrests were made on information of at least $150 million worth in corruption and bribery. Oh. Yeah, so the big, the big bucks, they would say. Now, all of this corruption is for both Qatar and Russia, because the bids were at the same time. Now, FIFA only uh, started doing their own investigations, you know, when companies do their own internal investigations. Somehow. Oh, yeah. Those end up fine. <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't find anything wrong. And the only oh. reason they did it anyway was because their sponsors, like Adidas and Visa and Coke and Sony, were pissed. Um, yeah anything wrong everything's fine uh qatari officials say that anyone complaining about corruption is fueled from either mistrust envy or racism hmm. so listen there can definitely be racism there you can also just be corrupt there's they're not exclusive uh so anyway the world cup is set to start on november 21st of this year and hopefully everything goes well and people don't pass out from the heat or get in front of brawls or any hate crimes take place. Because uh, just logistically, I feel concerned. Um, yeah. it, like, it was giving me like fire festival feelings. Ew, yeah, like, like doomed in the beginning. <laughs> people will find a bathroom when they need to find a bathroom. We don't need to supply toilets. Like it's like, no, you gotta like operations management where you... <laughs> Where are they? Uh, but either way, uh, hopefully it all works out. I hope it sure does. Um, doesn't take away from the fact that thousands of people have died all to make a bunch of uber rich men happy. And those right. men, sure, a lot of them have been arrested. It's not going to stop FIFA <laughs> from corruption because that's like the ocean without water. FIFA is just <laughs> corrupt. And there's a much bigger conversation, too, to be held elsewhere about all the sport washing that goes on. Uh, it's all a showboat for the countries to be like, hey, look at us. Look at this beautiful stadium we built. Look at how cool our country is while distracting people and hiding away the seedy underbelly in so many places. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. China has been doing it with the Olympics for years, <laughs> for yeah. a very long time. Uh, Brazil is doing it. Russia's been doing Russia. it. Um, and the World Cup and the Russian government hasn't been plotting any heinous crimes against humanity recently, so. <laughs> Russians totally doing fine right now, right? <laughs> And I mean, I remember when I studied abroad in Cape Town, uh, South Africa in 2013, there's a huge highway from the airport to downtown Cape Town. And there was this huge ass wall built off the highway. And uh, I found out that it was because the South African officials had it built so that tourists wouldn't see the eyesore of the, the township. Slums, right? Yeah. <laughs> townships were where black South Africans had to live during apartheid and still do because even 30 years later, desegregating a city is not simple. Yeah. Um, many people don't want to leave because it's not safe and uh, South Africa is very racist. Uh, so anyway, the government just had a, built a big ugly wall and they were like, perfect. Now all the rich people that come here, they don't have to see that eyesore, be reminded that we had apartheid. Uh, anyway, we fixed it. It's over. Nelson Mandela, he's cool. Anyway, sports. And yeah, everything's fixed with sports. Sports. <laughs> Hit the ball around. Goal. Yay. <laughs> Send our boys to the brink. Something charging up the rear. <laughs> so we definitely played a lot of sports. Sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hope people don't find this like episode somehow and they're like, oh great, they're gonna do an in-depth analysis about all the different sports leagues and the the this. <laughs> it's just me being like, and all these people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like I was like way more informed on what's about to happen, you know? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> In a sporting event? Yeah. I mean, it was more interesting than I thought it would be because I was like, oh, the whole thing is just, it's going to be too hot. And then I was like, oh, that's (laughs) that's only one of the concerns. I'm concerned with There's other concerns. (laughs) Yeah, the slavery and un, like unnoted deaths seem to be a little more of a concern than the heat (laughs) although I don't know yeah just a lot of shady things that we will probably like never know because if a lot of countries like this if they don't want things to get out they they do a good job of not letting that information out so it's yeah honestly impressive that I mean the only reason that we even know about these is because I mean, the World Cup is the biggest thing in the world, so people are, like, invested in it. And as soon as they both, Russia and Qatar, won the bid, like, people were like, those are weird countries <laughs> to win. They probably thought something was up already. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, this country that, I mean, I don't even know how big of a sport football is in Qatar, like, I mean, it's so tiny. It's just... You know, I mean, it's like a big deal. the first Middle Eastern country. Like, that's yeah. cool. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, kind of makes sense because a lot of these Middle Eastern countries have laws that are, like, gonna prevent most of the activities at that sporting event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so, sports. And I remember, too, I don't remember when... So was it like 2014 Brazil hosted? 
maybe I don't remember but I remember when Brazil did it like them building their stadium it just like destroyed the city because really? they funneled all this money and then all these people are dying and like starving to death in the street they're not getting paid but then oh look at how much money Brazil has we have this huge stadium I mean, we yeah. did the same thing with, like, the Super Bowl. And, like, the Super Bowl was in L.A. And it's like, how many homeless people are in L.A. right now? And then you have, right. like, Beyonce paying, like, $30,000 for a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Everything's going well. Everything's going fine here in the world. <laughs> I never even played soccer as a child, so. I did. I, I went to soccer camp when... Really? Season, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I might have been the only kid to like not ever play it. I'm like, Try I don't know how soccer. I just avoided like, it. I feel like every kid has tried soccer. Yeah. I think <laughs> I would have liked it too because I like running. Um, yeah, you would have liked it. But I was too busy doing gymnastics and I can't do sport. I can't do team sports because I'm too much of a neurotic perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I found out that that was more my jam, too. Singles badminton. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and my birdie. <laughs> me and my birdie, and, my and I'm the only one I need to count on. <laughs> yeah. You are very good at badminton. I was. I'm not anymore, but I was. <laughs> you can get back into it. I could. I could. Start a badminton club. Yeah. I, bet I the mean, badminton... there's already clubs. There's clubs around here. It's actually yeah. quite popular. <laughs> What if the badminton club of Baltimore is as corrupt as FIFA? <laughs> it's like they're all just paying each other to like, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, if you want to win the tournament, Leah, I mean, this, you just I'm going to slide this money. paper across with some numbers on it. <laughs> Before you know it, you're in a mob. You're <laughs> the badminton mob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't mean to get into organized crime, but... But now I'm here trafficking shuttlecocks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, of course sports are corrupt, because sports make so much money. Yeah. Like, politics is corrupt, that's because there's, that's where the money money. is. Like, the stock market's corrupt, that's because that's where the money is. Of course sports are corrupt. Yeah. I mean... Professional sports, for sure. Yeah, like when Tom Brady was uh, deflating footballs. Yeah, (laughs) he did do that, and he got away with it. Or not got away, but just like, like, hey, he didn't do anything. They're like, shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, but he's the GOAT. And I'm like, can he just, I'm so tired of hearing about Tom Brady. I'm sorry, but who, why? Yeah, come on. (laughs) Also, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo Ronaldo is the number one followed person on Instagram. Wow. He's beating Kylie Jenner, so. That makes sense, though. Like, some, like, poor person in, like, Chile isn't going to give a shit about Kylie Jenner's everyday life. (laughs) I hope not. But then they'll be, like, inspired by Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he has talent. Um, Yeah, he does something, you know? Yeah. Kylie Jenner, you're just, like, hot. You're so, she's so boring. 
I said it. I said it. Kylie Jenner, you're bold. She's not that exciting. The most exciting quality about her is that she seems like a pretty good mom. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. (laughs) The least boring, the most boring of that group of women. (laughs) She's not funny. Like, the only Kardashian I feel like I like a little bit is Chloe because she's funny. She was funny. I have a theory. Oh about yeah, then she changed. Did she change? Yeah, I think she got really shitty when she got like super skinny. Surgery. Yeah. She was just like, I don't relate to like any people anymore. So like, I lost my Damn. sense of humor. Damn. Um, yeah, and then you know Kim Kardashian's like, you girls just gotta get to work. You just gotta work. No one wants to work anymore. God. Man, those. Like, you're right, Kim. I don't want to work. You're correct. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, from working. <laughs> I'm sorry my mom isn't Kris Jenner. I'm sorry my father wasn't an Olympian. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, we always have to mention the Kardashians in every episode. <laughs> so how well, are doing that? It seems like it might have been a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kourtney Kardashian's come up multiple times. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've mentioned Kylie Jenner. Okay, all right. Who do we have left? Uh, we can talk about Kendall Jenner next time. Kendall, she's boring too. Come on, she's boring. She's maybe <laughs> like the hottest woman. Like I'm yeah. there. And she's I'm like, n- naturally so good looking. It's naturally very, good looking. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I'm like, okay, you're really hot, but you, I don't think you, you don't have a good personality. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, uh, next episode will be about Kim and Pete and Kanye, that controversy. Hell that yeah. Could be a whole <laughs> that could be a whole splain. <laughs> I, I just thought that he was like, I might have already said this in one of the other ones, but just Kanye being like, why is she dating Hillary Clinton's ex-boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> just implying that Pete Davidson yeah. and Hillary Clinton were dating. And it I just lost my mind on that one. Like, that's so funny. But also, all of this is just has a tinge of tragedy in it that he's just an unmedicated bipolar person <laughs> that's, like, not doing well. Yeah, he's, like, crying for help. And we're just like, oh, like, <sighs> Kanye, you're such a kooky artist. I'm Kanye. Like, what? Britney Spears in a conservatorship for shaving her head, and Kanye's allowed to, like, do all this. free to meet the president and whatever. (laughs) And it's, like, it's not funny when you harass your ex-wife and mother of your children, because that's how women are hurt. So, anyway, Kanye should be restrained from from everyone. Don't come near people. (laughs) Yeah. He needs help. Anyway, <laughs> that was the 2022 upcoming World Cup. Explain to your ear holes. Blamed away. Blamed away.